Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince McMahon was not backstage at SmackDown tonight, man. Vince McMahon, I got tipped off tonight by a good friend of mine who knows people who are in the know, who works with people tonight. Get a little DM on Twitter. Hey, JD, did you hear about Vince McMahon being in New Jersey tonight at the Eagles concert? No, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know Vince McMahon was a fan of classic rock and roll, man. The Eagles. Still doesn't make Vince McMahon cool, man. Can you imagine Vince McMahon with his pedo fucking mustache, that rickety van hopping out of the back of the rickety van looking to kidnap the fucking small children in the neighborhood mustache Vince McMahon's got, sporting that mustache at an Eagles concert. Come on, bro. Listen, if Vince McMahon wants to sing Hotel California, man, on any given Monday or Friday, goodbye, bro. Rock your heart out, man. Rock your heart out. 
Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the WWE Draft. I have my reservations about the draft. I have a lot of questions about the draft, just like I do every single year. More so this year than I did in any previous year, because this year is different. You think Triple H is in charge. He's not, man. He may be, he may be the chief content officer, but Vince McMahon has seized 100% control of World Wrestling Entertainment creatively on both Monday and Friday night. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I want you guys to order yourself a drink at the bar. That MJF's salty bastard, man, I'm hearing is top notch. Jesse knows actually how to make it correct, man. It's the only thing he knows how to do right here because his tacos are shit. I don't even know why we have them on the menu, to be quite honest with you. But pull up a chair, order a beverage. Tonight, we're going to talk the WWE Draft right here on Off The Script. Crazy, man. I got tipped off that Vince McMahon was at the fucking Eagles concert tonight at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. And I'm like, oh, I wish he'd, I'd wish he'd fucking go to more concerts, to be quite honest with you. Anyway, SmackDown tonight, man. Vince was not there. Vince was not there. Might as well start off with this because it was the number one thing that was on everybody's mind and that was, was Vince McMahon going to be at SmackDown in Portland, Oregon? And that was not the case tonight, thank Christ. Because tonight's show seemed like a normal Friday night that we have been getting by Triple H tonight in Portland. Now, you guys know what happened on Monday. An absolutely disastrous Monday Night Raw where Vince McMahon has been trending all week. And I'm not even joking. Fire Vince McMahon has been trending all week on social media, on Twitter. And that Monday Night Raw got the lowest rating out of any show in Monday Night Raw history. 30 years plus Monday Night Raw has been on the air. And that show garnered the lowest rating on cagematch.net in the history of the entire website, voted by geeks who watch pro wrestling online and want to talk about it amongst other geeks online. Monday Night Raw was awful. Everybody was afraid SmackDown was going to be the same thing. Vince wasn't backstage. He was in New Jersey at an Eagles concert. Was Bruce with them? Who the fuck knows? Dave Meltzer confirmed a PW Insider report from earlier in the day. Wade Keller from PW Torch also chimed in around 5 p.m. that Vince McMahon wasn't there. And they all said Vince McMahon was not backstage at Friday's show in Portland, Oregon. He did, however, call in remotely and made minor changes to the show. What those minor changes are, I don't know. Nor do I care. It is insignificant. If it was something to worry about, I would tell you guys. I would sound the alarms. Nothing seemed overly changed from the way we saw it on Monday 
that was changed to Friday, it seemed like a normal run-of-the-mill every Friday SmackDown that we got when we thought Triple H was in charge. This is a change from Monday's show where it was made clear backstage that McMahon, who was backstage all weekend at WrestleMania, was running the show. Meltzer confirmed that he was running TV all three hours on Monday night. He's back. It is what it is. It will be what it was before, says Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Vince McMahon has overruled Triple H. That's the way it is. Vince McMahon has overruled Triple H. Dave Meltzer says McMahon is back to being the number one decision maker creatively, making it possible for anything WWE head of creative, the chief content officer of WWE Triple H, anything he books will now be under scrutiny and will more than likely be overruled, says Dave Meltzer. I don't know why anybody is surprised by this whatsoever. I, I don't know why anybody is thinking that Triple H, no matter what he does on TV and what he says on TV, it doesn't matter what he does in the public eye because the way that they present him on TV is not exactly what's happening backstage. I know this for a fucking fact, okay? WWE. Tonight announced the WWE draft. Triple H announced the WWE draft. He said it will change the game completely. I don't know why you would believe anything that comes out of Triple H's mouth now after what happened on Monday. Because I have a whole boatload of questions in regards to the WWE draft. I believe Dave Meltzer when Dave Meltzer says that Vince McMahon is back back to being the number one decision maker creatively in WWE. How much say is Triple H going to have in this WWE draft? How much say did he have on Monday? Zero. The only reason why Triple H was in charge tonight was because Vince McMahon could not be there on Friday night. How much say is Triple H going to have in this draft? How serious are they going to take this draft? How serious is Triple H going to take this this draft? And how is Vince McMahon going to change everything that Triple H is serious about to his liking? That's the problem that I have with this current situation right now. You all may be excited for the WWE draft. I finally, finally, we're getting a draft. I've been asking for something like this to happen for a while, even though WWE doesn't take it seriously. With him announcing it tonight, Triple H announcing the draft, there is no way you can take anything that, that, that this man says seriously after what we got on Monday. They've sent him out there in front of the locker room They sent them out there in front of the fans to publicly lie about him being in charge and how things are not going to change. How many reports did we read about things not changing, knowing that it wasn't true? And then he uses, the game is changing. The the draft is going to be game changing. No, it's not. How could you trust anything this company does with Vince McMahon being back 100% and creative, game-changing? Nothing will change. The draft is going to go the way Vince wants it, and maybe, maybe Triple H will get a Braun Breaker or an NXT call-up to happen when he wants it to happen. But game-changing? The game has certainly changed, and it's not being played by Triple H. That's what you guys don't understand. 
That's what you don't understand. How could you be excited about the draft? I put a tweet out online about Triple H and this game-changing draft. How many people were against the draft that replied to my tweet? Why does this matter? It's lame. WWE is going to break the rules of the draft and the brand split right the following week. And I don't blame these fucking people for being upset. I don't blame these people for being hesitant on WWE's creative decisions. How could you? How could you trust them to do anything right? Are they going to stick to the draft? Are they going to stick to separate rosters? Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Are we going to start to see Raw bleed over to SmackDown? Are we going to start to see SmackDown bleed over to Raw? Are we going to unite and and unify titles that need to be unified because we don't need all these divisions and all these titles? I got so many questions. So many questions. But I mean, holy shit, guys. You gotta open your eyes and listen to what these people say every time that they say it. Triple H, Nick Khan, Frank Riddick, Stephanie when she was there, Bruce has said it. Vince hasn't been involved in creative. Nothing is changing. Triple H is still in charge. Triple H is a puppet. He is now a puppet on Vince McMahon's strings to do whatever Vince McMahon needs him to do. They can cite how things are remaining the same all they want. They can turn blue in the face. But when Triple H comes out here to announce a WWE draft in a few weeks and then use the tagline, the game is going to change completely. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're not holding the controller, Triple H. Vince McMahon is using the controller. He's in control. You got no lives left. You're about to go and use your last life. And my God, man, you're at that fucking energy level where you're about to fucking dead and you got to put another quarter in the game. And this time, you're all out of quarters, bro. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. You want me to be positive? I want to be positive. You want me to be hopeful? I want to be hopeful. There's no fucking reason for us to be hopeful because this company's lied. After Monday, I trust nothing that they do. If Vince McMahon didn't have the fucking Eagles concert to go to tonight, where the fuck do you think he would be? He'd be where? He got away with Monday. He got away with Monday scot-free. There's nobody that's going to fucking combat him. Nobody is going to combat him. Ari Emanuel is going to let him do whatever he wants. So Vince knows he's got a very long leash with somebody he's known for 23 years. What do you think he's going to do? Sit at home? You You honestly think with Vince and Ari Emanuel's relationship for 23 years, you think Vince is going to be sitting at home. You think Vince is going to be fucking typing away at Titan Tower? No, he's going to be in the city where WWE is for that night, whether it's Monday or Friday. Tonight, he couldn't be there because he was fucking singing Life in the Fast Lane with the Eagles. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. When things change, I will tell you. But I said this all yesterday during the live stream. The draft means nothing. The words out of Triple H's mouth, I love the man to death. Believe me, I feel so fucking, I I feel so terrible for him. I do. But nothing has changed. 
Nothing will change. They have not made you believe anything at all to a point where you think it will change for the better. None of this is good. There's no hope. There's no belief. People are getting excited about a draft. There's nothing to be excited about. You want me to believe Triple H is going to run the draft completely himself? In a perfect world, that would be great. But we all know Triple H is going to be sitting down with you-know-who, going over exactly how the draft should be and what it should look like and the presentation of it and who should be called up, who should not be on the roster, who's going to get cut. How are they going to bend the rules? If they're going to bend the rules, are they going to abide by the rules? I don't have any hope. I don't have any hope at all. Game changed completely, he says. Nothing's changing. Absolutely zero is going to change when it comes to WWE. Sami Zayn. Seeing a lot of people tonight complaining about Sami Zayn losing to Jey Uso at the end of SmackDown in the main event. I don't know why we didn't get this on Monday. I really don't know why we didn't get this on Monday. You know, Matt Riddle has returned to the WWE, and we got Matt Riddle showing up on Monday to seemingly start some bullshit with The Miz. Now, instead of doing what we got tonight, right, why didn't we get it on Monday? Wouldn't that have been a more glorious, exciting return? Wouldn't that have been a more fruitful return for Matt Riddle on WWE television? WWE had Matt Riddle show up on Monday to start a program with The Miz on Monday because Matt Riddle, I believe, is a Monday Night Raw superstar. So he starts something with The Miz and nothing there made sense. We come to Friday, Matt Riddle, a Raw star, is on Friday helping Sami Zayn and helping him in a two-on-one attack at the end of SmackDown. Why didn't we get everything we got tonight on SmackDown on Monday Night Raw, including the return of Matt Riddle? Don't you think that would have been a better return than what we got on Monday with Matt Riddle fucking starting something with The Miz? This is how Vince McMahon loves to operate, loves to kill everything, man. Nothing he did on Monday made sense. Nothing. It's almost as if he didn't give a shit about what was going on before he got there. It's utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. So Matt Riddle, he shows up at the end of SmackDown, helps Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens got taken out by Solo Sokoa, the enforcer. And it looks like we may be on our way to that six-person tag team match that I just mentioned at the time when I did the WrestleMania review. I talked about a six-person tag team match possibly main eventing backlash in Puerto Rico. Now, it's reported that Roman Reigns will not be at backlash. Now, I would have booked Roman at backlash, but apparently Roman is not going to be there. But since we got Cody and Brock Lesnar more than likely main eventing backlash in Puerto Rico, it looks to be our co-main event for backlash is going to be Jimmy, Jay, and Solo. Versus Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. So we got the six-person tag team match that I had predicted at WrestleMania, but Roman won't be a part of that. Include Solo and include Matt Riddle. There you go. Roman and Cody would have made sense, but Cody's got Brock and Roman's going to take the night off. 
So that's WWE's plan for Backlash, no doubt about it, after what we got at the end of SmackDown tonight. And I'm okay with that because it fits into Triple H's long-term booking. Solo Sokoa put Matt Riddle out on the shelf per storyline, per WWE TV. The Bloodline also put Randy Orton out per TV. He's been out since that moment. We haven't seen Randy Orton on TV since he got put through a table by the Bloodline. Matt Riddle's had his run-in with the Bloodline even after Randy Orton went off TV. So Solo put Matt Riddle out. He comes back. He's got unfinished business with the Bloodline. And I'm okay with that. I am really, really, really okay with that. Now, I would prefer Cody because that's the story. But Cody is doing what he's got to do with Brock which we all know was booked on Monday, specifically on Monday. That wasn't no fucking plan. Give me a God. Wait till you hear the fucking story that they got planned for this. If this isn't Vince McMahon's changes or tweaks to the show, holy shit. Unbelievable how stupid WWE is. They're already ruining everything. Vince is already ruining everything. Now, I would have preferred Cody teaming with Sammy and KO. I would have preferred Roman on his side with the Usos, but we can't get that. I'm okay with this because Matt Riddle was put out by the bloodline, by Solo, so he's got unfinished business, and I'm okay with that. As long as we get serious, Matt Riddle. I don't want this scooter-loving fucking, you know, bullshit that we see. If he's going to be involved with the Usos and the bloodline, and he's going to be seeking revenge, I I don't want him to go and be all comedy I don't want him to be all jokes and games. He can do a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, he's got to get fucking serious and he's got to get down to business. Otherwise, what the fuck is he doing here? Now, we could see that shit when he wants to joke around with a nothing opponent like The Miz. But when you're feuding with the bloodline, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy and Jay Uso on the other side, you got to get down to fucking business and you got to be serious. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. And Triple H... Triple H did take Matt Riddle from the Vince McMahon administration, from the Vince McMahon era, and he did put a little serious twist on it when he was feuding with Seth Rollins. That's the Matt Riddle we need to see. That's the Matt Riddle that needs to show up leading to backlash. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the situation with Drew McIntyre. There's a lot of falsities going on Twitter or going around on Twitter in regards to Drew McIntyre. Apparently, a lot of people are thinking that he's requested his release. I don't really understand the narrative of that and where that came from. None of that is true. Nobody reported that at all. So I don't know why anybody is going around spreading false bullshit like Drew McIntyre asking for his release from WWE. I got the news on that. And we're going to have a good time tonight, guys. I want to thank you so very much for joining me on the podcast Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys turn on that bell as well for notifications when I go live, when I upload, when I upload shorts, you guys name it. Hit that thumbs up. We got 3,300 people in here tonight. Thank you guys so very much, man. I'm loving the energy you're bringing to the show. 651 likes, man. We should absolutely be minimum 1,200. Minimum. 
So if you guys are in the chat, hit that thumbs up. Helps out the show tremendously. Go check out all the other videos, man. We were live with a tremendous podcast last night. Dissecting everything that came out of Monday, man. It's something you're going to need to listen to. I'm telling you right now, all the bullshit from SAP, all the bullshit from all the other reports, we dissect it, tell you how it is, man. Half of the shit is garbage. Half of the shit is garbage. So go check that out. We tell you exactly how it is and what's going on because you're not going to really get underneath everything by paying $5. You're not. So make sure you guys go check that out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean, as well as Blue Wire. If you guys want the audio version, it's up. Go check that out. YouTube Shorts, they're there. Everything from WrestleMania weekend, it's there. Tons of it. Go check it out. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships are open. Get them on in. You guys know what to do. Hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on Off The Script. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use that code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you guys very much for all your support right here on the podcast. Let's get into the top, man. SmackDown. Started off with a banger six-man tag team match. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got the Brawling Brutes. This is Rich Holland, Sheamus, and my guy Pete Dunn against Imperium, Gunther, Giovanni Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser. It's a very good match. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. I don't think these six guys are capable of putting on a bad match. I don't really see how it is... uh, Possible for these guys to put on a bad match. Now, from what we gathered here, it still looks like Triple H wants to keep Gunther and Sheamus involved in some way, shape, or form. Okay? Now, McIntyre was in that triple threat match, but we didn't really hear anything about Drew McIntyre on tonight's show. Not not one mention about McIntyre on tonight's show. And there are rumors going around social media that McIntyre has asked for his release from WWE. False. False. PW Insider reported earlier today that McIntyre was pulled from a signing today 
and from tonight's episode of SmackDown. Dave Meltzer is reporting that McIntyre is off tonight's show because of a health issue. It is unknown what the health issue is, and he hasn't tweeted since Sunday night. We'll post an update on McIntyre when more details are available. Now, Chelsea Green, I know she's on Raw and doesn't really have anything to do with this situation, but Chelsea Green apparently ended up in the hospital, and she was hospitalized, and this was reported earlier today as well. Green celebrated her birthday this week. WWE and the entire crew was in Los Angeles, and she took to Twitter today to reveal that she's been hospitalized with a severe stomach bug on top of her uh, in the hospital with a distended gallbladder. Now, I don't want to say that Drew McIntyre is sitting in a hospital or pulled from the WWE show for the same reasons that Chelsea Green was hospitalized, but Drew McIntyre may have become ill. Drew McIntyre may have that severe stomach bug. Who knows what the crew ate? Who knows what the crew drank coming out of Los Angeles? You never know. He just might have been ill. He just might have been sick. And it's been reported that McIntyre has been dealing with some nagging injuries, and he's been dealing with some illness, and he showed up, and he has done his job week after week after week after week, and WWE has accommodated him the best that they can, and they they have. But the narrative of Drew McIntyre asking for his release because he tweeted out after the Intercontinental Championship match with three waving goodbye emojis... I don't know why everybody's running with that as McIntyre is asking for his release. This only got picked up, and this gained more traction on social media because AEW just announced their all-in pay-per-view or big events all-in at Wembley Stadium in London. And everybody thinks that, and I'm going to mention this on the air, brother, because I just got a text right now on my iPad, just got a text. Um, Everybody's saying that McIntyre is going to go to AEW because of the London show at Wembley Stadium. Drew Galloway, they're already making all elite graphics with Drew Galloway as all elite. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Endeavor. Nobody knows if there's going to be cuts made, if there are how many cuts there are going to be. There will be cuts. I mean, it's just inevitable. There will be cuts. But McIntyre is not going to AEW. If he does, my, my jaw would be on the floor. I'm sure Tony Khan would love to have Drew Galloway, Drew Drew McIntyre. You look at him, he's a fucking professional wrestler. You look at him, the guys like that, Randy Orton, those are professional wrestlers. They just look the type. Vince is not going to let him go. If there is a thing I would say, and I said this the past couple of times I talked about this, does he need a, a reset or a restart, a refresh? Absolutely. I mean, he's in the middle of the road doing nothing. They got him doing nothing. They treated his... WWE title run like a like a joke, but that's what they always do. Baby faces always get shit runs. I don't know what it is. Same thing in AEW. I just got a text from my guy Grim's Toy Show. He just said he legitimately just said to me during the show. Shout out to Grim, probably watching. He says I got the same stomach bug out there and it sucked. So there you go. Not saying that it's confirmed by any means. Chelsea Green got a stomach bug. Uh, a bug. Grimm's Toy Show just texted me now. He got a stomach bug out in Los Angeles because he was at WrestleMania with his wife and Drew Galloway. Sick. 
Don't know where you guys get release or asking for release. Come on, guys. Just connect the dots, please. Everybody says I'm doom and gloom. You guys do the same thing. At least mine is a little bit more realistic. Anyway, moving on with the rest of the show, man. Um, I love this. Seamus and Gunther. Don't know when it's going to happen. I still feel Seamus is the guy to take down Gunther and win the Intercontinental title, but it will not happen until Gunther breaks that icy title reign of the honky-tonk man, and it is his, because that's how important Gunther is to Triple H, and that's how important the Intercontinental title is to Triple H and Gunther. The resuscitation, the rebirth of the IC title has been a tremendous, tremendous, beautiful situation on WWE TV. You know, not only Gunther's presentation, but if I was to say what has been Triple H's, you know, top priority, what's been his greatest, you know, creative since he's been running the show, supposedly, uh, I would say Gunther, the IC title, the United States title is definitely up there. LA Knight, shit like that. Roman Reigns, obviously Sami Zayn. I mean, that's the obvious, but you want to talk about mega, mega, mega stars in the making, Gunther is that. That IC title is right where it needs to be. Whoever wins that championship is going to inherit a fucking gold mine. Love it. So they opened the show with the Brawling Brutes. It went 11 minutes. It was just exactly what you want. I mean, nothing groundbreaking here at all. It was the same shit that we see every single time that they're out there. They're usually in the ring with each other every couple of weeks or so. They take a break and then they rinse and repeat. This was great. My favorite spot of the entire match, man. Holland was in a Boston Crab right in the middle of the ring. Gunther had him in a Boston Crab. He's crawling over, he's crawling over, he's crawling over, and the crowd's on their feet. You you see the crowd and that anticipation building for the hot tag. He tags Sheamus, he gets the hot tag, he runs wild on Gunther. Sheamus took it to Gunther, 10 beats right across the chest on Gunther. Sheamus went for the bro kick, but Gunther counted with a German suplex. Vinci tagged in, everybody started hitting their big moves. Butch wiped out Kaiser at ringside with a moonsault. Sheamus rocked Vinci with a knee to the face, and the crowd went crazy when he started pounding his chest for the bro kick, man. I love it, man. Wait till you get that moment when he is about to hit that on Gunther. It is going to be tremendous. So he hits Vinci with the bro kick. One, two, three. And that was it. The Brawling Brutes get the victory. Gunther and Imperium leave the ring. They look up at the Brutes in the ring as Gunther is holding the IC title up in Sheamus' face. It's going to happen. I don't know when. Uh, We may get it in London. We may get it at Money in the Bank. I don't know. I don't know. So we will see, but it's going to be, that's July 3rd or July 1st, I believe, one of those days. It's 4th of July weekend, Money in the Bank. So by that time, I think Gunther will have the record for the Intercontinental title, and there's no reason why he should uh, not drop it to Sheamus. I thought it was going to happen at WrestleMania, but I can't, I can't really complain that Gunther won the match because of how incredible he is. I thought that was the moment, just like you guys thought Cody was the moment. You guys didn't get your Cody moment. I didn't get my Sheamus moment. The world moves on. The world goes round and round. It's okay. It's going to happen. Cody's going to win the title, and Sheamus is going to win the Intercontinental title because it needs to happen. It's not like it's not going to happen. 
Cody's the guy. He will win the title when the time's right. Sheamus is not going to go his entire career without winning the Intercontinental title. It's just an inevitability. It's going to happen. We got this big video package recapping Cody Rhodes, challenging Roman Reigns and Saul Sokoa to a tag team match on Monday. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and agreed to team with Cody Rhodes only to turn on Cody in the main event. And I talked about this on the stream yesterday afternoon. And a lot of reports were going out. Oh, this was the plan. This was the plan as of four weeks ago. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. This was the plan as of Monday. There's no doubt in my mind that Triple H had other plans. Vince took over, blew up everything, figures he could do it better. He even said so in the CNBC interview. Oh, I'm running creative, not in the weeds, but I'm running creative in a, in a higher level. You don't get much higher than Brock Lesnar. That's what he's doing. You don't get much higher than Cody Rhodes. That's what he's doing. He's taking the 2013 John Cena and Brock Lesnar route, and he's going to try and build Cody Rhodes up like John Cena because he's fucking boring. John Cena and Cody Rhodes should not be mirrored. Cody Rhodes is not John Cena, and John Cena is not Cody Rhodes. But Vince McMahon is so fucking boring that he's got to go back to 2013 and model everything that happened there with Cody thinking it's going to work. Vince McMahon cannot write television anymore. He can't. He doesn't, he doesn't grasp what's going on anymore. I watched the Royal Rumble ending to the Roman Reigns and KO main event over again. Somebody posted it on Twitter. I retweeted it. I, I said... Last night, while I'm laying in bed, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. It's just as incredible now as it was in January. Vince McMahon is not capable of writing this level of long-term booking. He's not capable of this emotion. He's not, he's not capable of writing this type of television anymore at his age. He doesn't belong there. Meanwhile, he's taking Cody and he's taking Brock Lesnar. Shit got changed coming out of WrestleMania. It was booked and made on that night. Meanwhile, Sapp and others are reporting four weeks ago all right, if it happened on Monday and it happened four weeks ago, it's the same fucking thing. Vince booked it four weeks ago. It might have happened four weeks ago, but Vince McMahon is already claiming that he's creative in a higher level. doesn't matter if it was Monday or four weeks ago. It's booked by the same guy because just like everything else that I know Triple H didn't book for WrestleMania, Triple H didn't book this shit. No doubt in my mind, it's Vince and Vince's idea. Triple H had nothing to do with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Nothing. As far as I'm concerned, Cody and his little alliance with Sammy and KO was probably the way Triple H was going to go. And Roman, you know, don't know what's going on with him going into the summer. He's going to take the similar schedule he had last year and apply it to this year. I don't know. I don't know. But Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes, not really feeling that. Not really feeling that's a Triple H idea. It's a Vince McMahon idea because, again, Brock Lesnar, everything Brock Lesnar does on WWE TV is handled by Vince. He even said so himself. There were many a report where Brock Lesnar will answer to nobody but Vince McMahon. He wants nobody but Vince booking his shit. I'm sorry. You see how well that went over, right? Triple H wanted to book Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar. Nah. Now, Brock didn't want any of that. So he calls up Daddy Vince and says, your son-in-law is trying to book me in a match with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I need a change now. I'll give you Omas, pal. 
It's exactly what happened. It's the dialogue that happened there. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. We get them on TV. And they're talking about this Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar situation from Monday night. And Wade Barrett is sitting in front of the camera. And I don't know where this came from. I don't know why they think this is the way that it needs to be. This was one of the most ridiculous explanations I have ever heard for anything on WWE television. According to Bray Wyatt, uh, not Bray Wyatt, according to Wade Barrett, ridiculous. According to Wade Barrett on SmackDown tonight, Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw as vicious as he did. He was upset with Cody Rhodes because he felt that his match with Omos at WrestleMania on night two should not have opened the show. That's the explanation that they gave us. That's the explanation that they gave us. So let me let me ask you guys something. Let, let, me, let me ask you guys something. Does that sound like a Triple H explanation? Does that sound, with what we know of Triple H and the way he's handled black and gold and the detailed and fucking intricate stories that he tells... And how meticulous he is with everything and stories. Wade Barrett on television tonight stated that Brock Lesnar was upset with Cody Rhodes. And the beating that he handed out is because he was upset with Omos and him going on first at WrestleMania. I don't make this shit up. I don't. This was, this was said word for word on television tonight. But then you get a report. Then you get a report from SAP yesterday that stated that this was the plan four weeks ago. You mean to tell me that you can't come up with a better explanation for this match happening? Four weeks you had. You couldn't come up with a better explanation. That's the explanation you gave us? Sounds like it was booked on Monday. Day of, if that's the fucking explanation that we got. That's not a Triple H explanation, folks. That is a Vince McMahon explanation. There is no fucking way that is going to hold up in court at all as sufficient evidence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And do you really want me to believe that Brock Lesnar is upset by going on first? Brock Lesnar couldn't wait to get the fuck out of Los Angeles, hop on his private jet, and go back to Saskatchewan. What the fuck are you talking about? Brock Lesnar wants to hang around. Brock Lesnar either goes on first or he goes on last. Brock Lesnar, when was the last time you ever saw Brock Lesnar in the middle of a show? He wants to hang around? Brock Lesnar wants to show up, put his shit on, get in the ring, have a four-minute match, leave, get paid, and go home. Yet you want me to believe that he's upset by going on first? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. 
Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins opening WrestleMania 35. Why do you think that that match opened the show for the world title? Because he wanted to go home early. Give me a motherfucking break, man. Lies. It's lies, lies, lies. And this is the extent of Vince McMahon's creative, folks. Vince McMahon is set to make the WWE terrible again. Cody Rhodes is now in the hands of Vince McMahon. You see the level of storytelling that you're going to get. We just got done with probably one of the greatest storylines to play out in WWE history. And Cody Rhodes is feuding with Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar is upset with Omos and him at WrestleMania going on first. Wow, man, that's going to really make me want to see this match. That's going to really make me want to see Cody beat Brock. Vince has got to get the fuck out. He's got to get the fuck out. I'm sorry. Absolutely insane. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't kill the messenger. This is exactly what was said on TV tonight. Caleb Braxton interviewed Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa backstage. Heyman told the audience not to boo him. They booed louder, of course. She asked if he knows why Lesnar did what he did. Heyman asked why this night is different than all the other nights. He says he wants to bypass her question and talk about something more relevant. Now, Heyman said, why is this night different than all the other nights? Well, Paul Heyman is a... Paul Heyman is a beautiful Jewish man. And I believe tonight is the first night, maybe the second night, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but it's either the first or the second night of Passover. First night on WWE television that they... Uh, that they have the show falling on a Passover night. So it is Easter this Sunday. So that's why I do believe he said this night is different than all the other nights. He said Reigns is now approaching 1,000 days as Universal Champion. In walks Jay. He's all smiles. He shook hands with Heyman. Called him the OG. Jay says he hasn't seen Jimmy all night. Wondered if they have seen him. Solo didn't answer. And... He just stared back at him angrily. Heyman says his brother isn't there because the tribal chief wanted him to stay home and watch on TV so he could see him take out Sammy all by himself and cement his legacy. Now, he didn't do that. Is Roman Reigns going to be upset with Jay because he utilized Solo? I don't know. Heyman gave him the pep talk. He said he needs to solve the Sami Zayn problem once and for all and cement his legacy on the island of relevancy. Jay looked at Heyman and he told Paul Heyman, yeet, before walking away. Heyman told Solo, Jay has to solve the Sami problem or you have to solve all of our problems tonight. So nobody knew what that meant in the time that he said it, but I'm intrigued. Heyman used a plural and suggested if Jay can't solve it, if Jay can't solve the Sammy KO problem, he's directing Solo to go after both Sammy and KO? Or is he directing Solo to go after Sammy and Jay? I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell, man. They're really teasing a possible split of the Usos from the bloodline. 
They really are. And, and we're starting, and, and this is why Sammy said what he said in weeks prior. I know you know I'm right. You start to see the deterioration and the foundation of the bloodline breaking. You do have a choice. You know what needs to be done. You can do what you need to do to get out of this. There is a way out. He keeps telling Jay over and over and over again. Jimmy is going to do what Jay does. So they're going to be in this together. Are the Usos going to leave the bloodline? Is Roman going to kick them out? Are they going to leave willingly? Are they going to be the reason? They could be the reason. And I said this back before WrestleMania. This could be the story. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, more so Jay, because he was the one who had to get, you know, treated poorly and be mistreated by Roman to even get into the bloodline. Sammy went through the same thing. Is it going to be Jay Uso who costs Roman the title? And is he going to be the one to kill the bloodline once and for all? Jay Uso helping Cody win the world championships. That's the one thing that needs to be done. Now, I watched WrestleMania back. I watched that main event back. I will agree with a lot of you guys. I will agree with a lot of you guys. I, I pushed for Cody to win when the time was right. Okay? I still firmly believe that. I'm putting my cap on that flag on that hill. I wanted Roman to walk out the winner because I felt like there was more that Cody could have done chasing the title to make it be a little bit more meaningful. I do agree with you guys that WrestleMania was the right setting. The way that they had it set up, I mean, it realistically could have been the best WrestleMania ever if... The situation with Sammy and KO, you know, Sammy giving the Huluva kick to Roman Reigns and Reigns taking the stunner from KO and then Cody delivering the crossroads three times. If that was the ending of WrestleMania, that would have been absolutely fucking amazing. Cody winning the title off that would have been amazing. Solo Sokoa came in and everybody had this terrible taste in their mouth after WrestleMania was over and still can't get that taste out of their mouth. I agree with you. I agree. If it ended there, I would have been happy. Even though I wanted Roman to retain. I would have been okay. Because that was magic. Everything there happening the way that it did was magic. And you couldn't have booked a better ending than that. I'm just getting chills talking. Going back and watching it again. The fact that they didn't pull the trigger off that. I could see see why people were upset. But that doesn't change my opinion. I think Roman Reigns retaining, to me, was the right choice. Because is it about Sammy and KO? Or is it about Jay? See, this is what you guys need to understand. This is what you guys need to understand. It would have been fantastic if Sammy and KO were the catalysts to kill the bloodline. It's not their job. It's not their job to. Sammy and KO did their job. They did half the job. The job is going to be Sammy, KO, and Cody. They got their job done. They finished their story. Their story was the Usos. They beat the Usos for the tag team titles. Now it's going to be Cody to finish the other half. How is he going to get there? He's not going to win the titles because of Sammy and KO helping him. Cody's going to win the championships because of Jay Uso having enough. I'm done with Roman. There is no better man in this entire angle, in this entire story than Jay Uso for him to help Cody win the title. Jay Uso is going to be the reason Roman Reigns loses the Universal Heavyweight Championship. Mark my words. Mark 
my words. When that happens, then we get the next chapter. Is Roman going to sit well with that? Are they out of the bloodline? More than likely. Will there be a bloodline? Is Roman going to replace them in the bloodline? I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell. But please, I get where you guys were coming from. I get it. Trust me. But Jay Uso, he's going to be the one to be the downfall of the bloodline. And he is going to kill the bloodline all on his own. You want the tease of a babyface turn here by Jay Uso? This is nothing more than a tease. When that happens, Jay is Jay may be the biggest babyface in the entire company. It's going to be beautiful. Patience. Patience, please. Patience. Now, if Triple H has his way, we will see everything that I just told you play out. If Vince has his way, I don't know. Cody may not even be suitable for Roman Reigns when we get there because of what Vince is going to do. So now we got another fucking problem. Not only does Cody got to climb the bloodline mountain, he's got to climb a fucking mountain which nobody has climbed successfully. Vince's mountain. Ricochet. He went in there with Ivar four minutes and he beats Ivar in four minutes. Really nothing new here. This is just a continuation of Basically, the showcase match that happened in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania, happening at WrestleMania, there's nothing going on here, and now we know why things are kind of a little dull on WWE television right now, why there aren't call-ups or NXT debuts or returns. WWE opted to not do the Raw after Mania in a big way because Vince wanted to fucking have fun and destroy everything. SmackDown wasn't really all that noteworthy coming out of WrestleMania. We did get the announcement of the draft, but feuds like this, I'm like, okay, when we got the announcement of the draft and we look back at what happened on the show, Ricochet, Ivar, what type of matches, that's nothing new. It's just the wheels circling over and over again. WWE is going to be in this lull period for the next few weeks because they are coming up with a draft And they're going to be shifting the rosters to look completely different. So why start feuds? Why start new feuds now when WWE is only going to blow up both Raw and SmackDown and get these rosters looking completely different only to start these feuds all over again? So now you know what's going on. I'm I'm a little bit at ease with that. I don't have faith with Vince McMahon being back. I'm not at ease with Vince McMahon being back. All because we had a great show tonight. I'm not at ease. A good show, not great. All because we had a better show than Raw. I'm not at ease with this. So now you know why we got Ricochet and Ivar, nothing match. They're not going to put these guys in anything major because we got a draft coming up in a few weeks. So Ricochet wins with a beautiful shooting star press. And that was it. Fun little match here for four minutes. Kevin Owens. He was in the locker room staring at the tag team championships hanging in his locker. Sammy says he was going to do the same thing uh, or was doing the same thing earlier. He told KO that this is a big night. First night as tag team champions on SmackDown. KO told Sammy his match later against Jay is a great chance to put the bloodline stuff behind them. He says they can settle whatever is left to settle between him and Jay and then they're done with it. Sammy said something feels off. 
No kidding. Monday felt off, for sure. Everything feels off in WWE. He says, what he says is true, but he can't shake a feeling and he has to talk to Jay Uso. KO asked what he wants to talk to him about. He says it sounds weird, but he feels a sense of obligation. Owens says he doesn't know what he's saying. He said the bloodline is crumbling, which makes Jay more dangerous than he's ever been before, rather than more, more likely to have a reasonable talk to him. He says he knows he can't talk him out of it, but he shouldn't do it, and it's a bad idea. Sammy said KO's right, but I'm going to do it, and it'll be okay. KO then says, but you just said that I'm right, and you're going to go do it anyway. So Sammy wants to talk to Jay Uso. I don't, know, I don't know what he wants to try and convince him of that he hasn't already, but he's going to try and talk to Jay Uso. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. Gotta love Smiley Raquel out there, man. Raquel and Liv versus Shotzi and Natalia. Shotzi says that they're not ready, Raquel and Liv, for the ballsy badasses. Well, the ballsy baddies, I believe she called them. So now we got ballsy baddies. But I thought Jay Cargill had the baddies on AEW. No more, huh? We got no more baddies on AEW. Now we got the ballsy baddies in WWE. Yeah, I'm over that. I don't look at Natalia as a baddie. Three minutes. You think I took extensive notes on this match? Move for move, detail for detail? Do you even think I watched this match? Did I pick my head up from my phone during this match? No. Absolutely a waste of my time. Liv Morgan and Rodriguez win in three minutes. Morgan gave Shotzi a tornado DDT and then Oblivion for the one, two, three. Goodbye. Nobody gives a fuck. They went backstage. Mad Cat Moss has been uh, relegated to playing PlayStation 5 with his girlfriend, Emma, with Xavier Woods. They're playing WWE 2K23. So in walks LA Knight as they're gaming on the PS5. And LA Knight said, there's one glaring omission that happened at WrestleMania weekend. You can thank Vince McMahon for that, brother. You can thank Vince McMahon for that, Mr. Knight. Xavier stood and asked why Knight was upset. He asked if he was sad that Daddy didn't pat him on the head and tell him he was special on his big day. Now, who, who, who's Daddy? Daddy Vince or Daddy H? I think Daddy Vince is more like it. It's got a better ring to it. Daddy Vince. He says if he worked as much as he talked, he'd be on WrestleMania. He said he'll beat him again if he'd like. Knight snapped Xavier's controller, PlayStation 5 controller. He threw it against the wall and broke his PS5 controller. Moss had to hold Xavier back as Knight walked away saying, yeah. Man, those controllers are uh, very expensive. If I'm Xavier, man, I, I, I'd be fighting him over the fucking price of the goddamn control. That shit is fucking expensive, man. Those controllers are like $60 a pop. $60 a pop. Look at this. I got this shit. Where is it? I got this shit for my birthday. And uh, I play Destiny with it. 
I got the PlayStation 5 Elite controller. They're a pro controller. It's got these little uh, joystick configurations, and it's got the back paddles, as you see there. Play Destiny with it, man. Shit's 200 fucking dollars, man. They're fucking expensive. And this is a goddamn great controller, man. Let me tell you. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, yes, I would have fought him over the price of the controller, no doubt about it. LA Knight's a prick. We love him. Thankfully, he's still on SmackDown and not Max Dupree. But we'll see him next week in a match against Xavier Woods. Triple H made his ring entrance. Michael Cole had a one-liner. Michael Cole had the one-liner tonight, man. The one-liner of the night. He said during Triple H's entrance, one of the all-time greats and now running this place. Garen fucking T, you. Vince got caught wind of that at the Eagles concert when he was singing Hotel California and he was on the phone with Michael Cole. Why did you say that, pal? Yelling in his headset via mobile device at the fucking Prudential Center while watching the Eagles on stage. This man legitimately had the balls to go out there and say one of the all-time greats now running this place. Michael Cole, I see you, bro. I see you, man. Listen, we all know they don't want Vince there. So they're going to make it seem like they all want Triple H there, but what good is it going to do? He ain't running this place. He ain't running this place, man. Give me a break. Vince is running this place. So he's in the ring. He looked around. He said, as long as there is breath in his body, that reaction will never get old. He said, WrestleMania is a place where hearts are broken and dreams are fulfilled. Record-setting WrestleMania. Millions of fans watch around the world. He actually said fans and did not say WWE Universe. Fans. I pick up on this shit, man. I pick up on this shit. Talked about the $22 million that they grossed for WrestleMania. Unbelievable. He noted merchandise sales, sponsorship numbers through the roofs. If there's a record, you name it, we broke it. Digital views on social media, almost a billion views this week alone. He said, with WrestleMania behind them, they look to the future. He then says, are you ready? No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. He said, in just a few short weeks... It is once again time for the WWE draft. A night that changes the future and the destiny of every WWE superstar in the back. He said it'll be bigger than it ever has before because every eligible superstar will be a part of the draft. When it is all said and done, this year's draft will truly change the game. It will not. It will not. No matter if the draft is great or not, I cannot sit here and think that it's going to maintain that level of how we know it should be with Vince McMahon back in charge. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, oh, my my feelings are at ease. Vince wasn't there tonight. 
It doesn't matter. Vince wasn't there the majority of this run, but ran the shit from his fucking office, ran the shit from his rocking chair, ran the shit from him sitting in the fucking bathtub, ran the shit with some fucking old hag underneath him, ran the shit from Zoom, Skype, StreamYard, something. It doesn't matter. He was running the show. He was giving tips. He was giving advice. He was giving creative without him being there because before the sale, he could not be there. He could not be there. He told everybody that he couldn't. They didn't want him there. He needed to have Triple H as the public figure. He needed to make sure everything was running right and the way the fans and Wall Street knew it was running. Now that he doesn't have to answer to shareholders, now that he doesn't have anybody else to answer to but Ari Emanuel, who he knows for 23 years, now he can break out of that shell and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Because Ari Emanuel said, I was not going to have this deal go through without Vince. I was not going to have somebody in that position other than Vince. And if Vince wanted to walk away, I was going to body slam him. Vince should have been body slammed in the fucking jailhouse every single night for what he did. Nothing's going to change. The only thing that's game-changing is Vince McMahon taking 100% back creative power and Triple H being fucking, hey, Bruce, what type of coffee you want? Cream and sugar? You want a scone or a muffin? What do you want? That's what Triple H is going to be doing. Is Triple H going to have a say in the draft? Sure. How much say is he going to have? Not enough to make it memorable. And what happens after the draft? Is Triple H going to run both shows? The way I see it, and I've said this, it's a possibility. I don't know if it's true or not. Vince runs Raw. Triple H runs SmackDown. It kind of has that vibe anyway because Monday Night Raw, let's be honest, Monday Night Raw has been dog shit for the better part of this year. Monday Night Raw has been dog shit. While SmackDown has been relatively very good television week in and week out consistently. They've had some duds in there, but not every show is going to be fucking blow away show. SmackDown's been more Triple H than Monday Night Raw has. I wonder if that's going to be more of the vibe moving forward. I also have seen this narrative about, well, uh, you know, maybe Endeavor wanted to see what Vince McMahon does on Monday And the fact that he's not there, they gave the ball to Triple H on Friday to compare the creative visions on Monday and Friday night. No, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're not monitoring anything that goes on. Endeavor is not monitoring how creative works on Monday and Friday. So that narrative can be thrown out the window. They don't give a fuck. Ari Emanuel says, well, that's Vince's forte. If Vince wants to do something creative, it's all him. He has no say. He doesn't give a fuck. The fuck is Ari Emanuel going to say about creative? Why would he care? This is the narrative that I see floating around on social media. He doesn't give a shit. Vince is now in bed with Ari Emanuel, 23 years. Do you honestly think he's going to fucking take a back seat now that he's got his best friend outside Donald Trump working alongside him? He's going to allow that man to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. There's no reason to be hopeful. There's no reason to be excited about a draft because there's so many more questions, negative questions, than we have positive. How much is Vince going to be involved? What happens if the draft goes off? Great. 
What happens after that? How much say is Vince McMahon going to have? Where is he going to fit in? How much power is Triple H going to have? Is he going to have more power on Friday compared to Monday? Is Vince going to be more on Monday than he is on Friday? I don't know. But seeing what we got on Monday and knowing what we know of Vince tonight, the fact that he wasn't there because he was at the fucking Eagles concert in New Jersey, if Vince wasn't at the Eagles concert, because who the fuck wants to travel to Portland, Oregon? Honestly. You see Vince traveling to fucking bumblefuck Portland, Oregon somewhere in the fucking outskirts of Portland? Give me a break. He would never make that trip. Let's be real. If the Eagles were not in concert and Vince wasn't at the Eagles concert, he'd be right there doing what he needs to do at SmackDown. There in person or not. The big test is going to be on Monday. When reports start circulating, because this is going to be a regular thing now. Is Vince there? Is Vince backstage? I don't know where Monday's Raw is, but Seattle maybe? But if Vince is backstage on Monday, then I think we pretty much have our answer about what's going on here. But I don't know why any of you guys would have hope about a WWE draft. I don't. After what we got on Monday, Triple H's word is shit. He's been given the task of talking to the locker room time and time and time and time again. He's got the task of talking to the fans out in public, going on these media, these media scrums after the shows are over, and and he's the face of the company. And he's the face of the fucking company. He's nothing more than a fall guy now. Just like Vince had Bruce and Vince had Johnny and Vince had Eric Bischoff and Vince had Paul Heyman and everybody else before that. Vince has fall guys. Mark Carano, all these guys, fall guys. They do something wrong. Even though we know Vince is in charge, they do something wrong. They are out. Or Vince don't like them, they are out. He needs somebody there to fire because he is everything. Vince is everything. Vince will never take blame for anything. So Vince is going to use Triple H as a fall guy. Oh, I don't like the way you're doing things. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. He's letting Triple H play in the sandbox for a little bit. But when Vince McMahon loses fucking patience and he wants the sandbox all to himself and all the toys within the sandbox to himself, he's going to kick his son-in-law out. That's what's going to happen. So why would you be... Excited about a fucking draft. Is WWE going to take the draft and abide by the rules? Raw is Raw. SmackDown is SmackDown. Are we going to get Raw on SmackDown and SmackDown on Raw? I don't know. Are we going to unify some titles? Are we going to get the brand split back to where Raw has its world championship? I don't know. I don't know. Do we have any free agents coming in with now the sale looming with UFC Endeavor? Are we going to get new signings? We're going to get Matt Cardona. We're going to get some free agents coming on in. Kyrie Sane is also rumored. Who knows? Are we going to get NXT call-ups? Are there going to be releases? A lot of questions, man. A lot of questions. There's a new report. Andrew McIntyre, legitimately, my guy Salrex just texted me about this. Apparently, there's more to the story. There is more to the story. I still don't think that he asked for his release. 
like uh, people were saying on social media, but there is more to the story. Now, I mentioned before that McIntyre was pulled from the show and a signing that was for earlier today. At the signing, he was replaced by Gunther. So the signing must have taken place in Portland. Uh, Gunther replaced him in Portland. McIntyre did not go to the signing. Wade Keller provided an update on McIntyre and added that in addition to the reports about a health issue, which is still the case, the health issue is still the case. So this is just an add-on to what I just previously mentioned, and I stand by what I mentioned before. I stand by what I mentioned before. McIntyre apparently is unhappy with creative. Really? He's unhappy with creative. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're getting this story, man. We're getting this story now that Vince is back. Interesting. Do I find that to be a coinky dink? No, I don't. McIntyre is said to be unhappy with creative and the money offer for his next deal. Uh-oh. The two C's. It's always the two C's, man. If it's not one, it's both. Cash and creative. In this instance, it's both. So, let's backtrack here. McIntyre reported to be sick. Narrative going around on social media that McIntyre X for his release. AEW announced All In at Wembley Stadium in London. Drew Galloway is going to sign with Tony Khan after his contract's over. Bullshit. We don't know that for sure. Then we find out that he's sick. Now we find out that he's got, you know, he's got shit creative. He's unhappy about creative. He's unhappy about the money that they supposedly offered him for his next deal. Keller said... We alluded to this, that there's been talks that he is unhappy with his current situation in WWE, and I'm hearing it's kind of a mix of creative and money and what kind of offer he's getting for a renewal. Sounds like WWE is taking seriously the possibility that he's going to let his deal run out and rather agree to something that he believes is less than he deserves or less than what he thinks he has coming. He's just going to let his deal run out and seek opportunity elsewhere. Now, we don't know when his deal is up. We don't know when his deal is up, man. Apparently, the report said that McIntyre's deal is up within the next nine months, meaning from now up until the end of the year, possibly going into 2024. That's not really a, you know, ample time frame. I mean, that's a huge fucking window. We don't know when his contract's up. Could be fucking tomorrow. Well, for all we know, could be next month. It could be before the all-out pay-per-view, and he could really show up in London. Who knows? But McIntyre, apparently, McIntyre, unhealthy, he's sick, he got a bug over in Los Angeles during WrestleMania weekend, and now it's being reported that he's unhappy with the two C's, cash and creative. Now, with Vince being back in charge, again, like I said, I find this to be the right time for this story to come out, and this is not going to be the first that you hear of this, and then the pay, Endeavor is not going to pay what they feel McIntyre feels he's worth. Endeavor's going to be looking to cut budget. So McIntyre probably already sees the writing on the wall. Oh, my creative is shit. And then we got Endeavor and the sale not really completed yet. But when it goes through, they're going to be looking to cut budget. McIntyre thinks he's going to be making what? A million, two million? 
this guy's going to get lowballed. So where's he going to go? He's going to go somewhere where he knows he's going to get paid and Tony Khan's going to pay him. He hasn't asked for his release yet. Now the story's out and he may let his contract run out. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's going to be a very interesting situation. Keller continued. He's going to be at SmackDown and now, or he was going to be at SmackDown and now he's been pulled. So I think that situation will probably, based off what I'm hearing, be decided pretty quickly one way or another. Keller also said that he heard that McIntyre was really beat up from the triple threat match with Sheamus and Gunther at WrestleMania. There's a chance that he was pulled from SmackDown in part because he just really physically got beat up from the match. And so just not having to travel and him getting a day off was sort of given to him either at request or the medical team in WWE just said, yeah, with what he's been through, he should have some time off. Apparently both stories are true. McIntyre's beat up. But there are issues with cash, creative, and at this point, they are nowhere near close to an agreement on money terms. Oh, he was beat up. I'm I'm surprised Sheamus was wrestling on tonight's show. But Sheamus is just built from, he's not even human. I don't think either Gunther or Sheamus are human. McIntyre, on most cases, is not human either. But, I mean, did you see his chest at WrestleMania? I mean, when they say it was one of the more brutal matches in WWE history, it was... Holy shit. But McIntyre's sick. McIntyre's beat up. McIntyre's upset with creative. And McIntyre is getting lowballed. I believe every one of those points. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I don't know. Are we looking at Drew Galloway? All elite. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be a very, very interesting summer, to say the least, for pro wrestling. Rhea Ripley's out there after uh, Triple H introduced the Judgment Day after his announcement for the draft. So Ripley stood in the ring with the SmackDown title belt and took a deep breath, smiled, and said April 1st, 2023 will go down in history as the night sports entertainment change forever because... She did the impossible. She said she destroyed and dethroned Charlotte. She said it's time for everyone to rise for mommy. She got some cheers and she held up her title belt, but she wasn't satisfied. Balor asked what kind of sicko resorts to splitting heads open, talking about Edge, just to get a win at WrestleMania. He said, even though he got 14 staples in his head, Edge is nowhere to be seen, and he is still standing on SmackDown. Dominic then stepped up with a microphone, and the boos were raining down on him. This was Tommaso Ciampa-level heat that Dominic got. Um, Hooligrim, get Ashton out of the chat. Bench and get Ashton out of the chat. Get him out. Get them out. Any Vince, any pro Vince narratives in my chat, any Vince cocksuckers in my chat, get them out. Any praising Vince McMahon or or relishing in the fact that he's created pro wrestling and WWE, get them out. I don't want any of these people in my fucking presence. Get them out. Um, Dominic's heat is Tommaso Ciampa level heat in NXT. 
legitimately fucking booed out of the building. This man could not even speak. The boos were so loud. The heat that Dominic gets, and I'm not the biggest Dominic fan, but I've come around a lot around uh, on Dominic, a lot on Dominic. The heat that Dominic gets, man, is a beautiful thing. To see. It is all genuine. It is all genuine heat. It is a glorious thing to see. I love it. Fans were chanting, you suck, you stuck. Um, he said he's, what sucks is his father who lays his hands on his own son. He said he pulled his punches because he knew at the end of the day he couldn't hurt his own father. He said he loves his father. He says he can't say the same for him, though, because he could see the anger in his eyes when he stood in front of him. Dominic spoke in Spanish a little bit, said he understands where the lines are drawn. So he told Ray and the rest of the family to go to hell. He said he can take Bad Bunny and his little friends with him. So we got a clip of Bad Bunny yanking the chain away from Dominic at WrestleMania, leading to a 619 for Ray to win. Then they show the clip of Austin Theory beating Ray thanks to Dominic. And Bad Bunny was chokeslammed through the table by Damian Priest. Priest gets on the microphone and he said he hopes Bunny can find it in his heart to forgive him. Because I forgive you for making me do what I did to you. So Ray's music plays and we get Santos Escobar out there with Joaquin Wilde, Cruz del Toro, and Zelina Vega versus Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest. Uh, Santos with Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Sorry. So we got the LWO versus the Judgment Day, which is going to be a big feud going into the summer months for WWE. This was a fun little tag team match, about 10 minutes. The LWO gets the victory here on SmackDown. And uh, I'm liking where this is going. So Dominic T starting with Ray, but tagged in Priest instead. So he got the heel heat. Judgment Day took over. They isolated Ray on their portion of the ring. Ray escaped, tagged in Escobar. Caught Dominic with a tilt-the-world backbreaker two times. Escobar launched Ray into Priest. Her and Karana. Ray and Escobar hit suicide dives. We got a commercial break. Judgment Day was in control after commercial. They were beating down on Escobar. He broke free. He made the hot tag to Ray. Ray knocked Priest off the apron. Set up a 619 on Dominic. Ripley interfered. Vega then took out Ripley with a hurrying Karana. Ripley was angry and started chasing Vega out of the arena. I'll get to that in a second. In the ring, Priest made the blind tag. Ray hit the 619 on Dominic, allowing Escobar to set up for the Phantom Driver. However, Priest was the legal man. He knocked Mysterio off the apron and hit South of Heaven on Escobar for the win. Fun little match. Fun little match. We're, we're continuing the Ray and Dominic storyline. And it looks like, it looks like for Backlash moving into Puerto Rico because there's nobody better here, man. We got that home, that hometown representation, even though it probably doesn't make sense per, sense per storyline, Rhea Ripley defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Zelina Vega at Backlash in Puerto Rico. That'll be the biggest match in Zelina Vega's WWE career in Puerto Rico. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. The crowd's going to be hot. They're going to be pro-Zelina. Uh, it, it may surprise us. Rhea Ripley's very good. She'll probably take Zelina and have a, a decent match with her. It doesn't have to go incredibly long. 
But the rep, the representation for Puerto Rico will be there with Zelina Vega. And it continues the Judgment Day feud. So it looks like we have a, a little mix of things happening there with uh, the LWO having major representation of Backlash. We're going to get Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio versus Priest and Dominic. Zelina versus Rhea Ripley. So this entire feud is going to be taken on into Backlash. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Back from break, Zayn approached Zay, uh, Zayn approached Jay Uso. Zayn told Jay that he had a chance to get out of this. You still have a chance to get out of this. Jimmy's not there. Reigns doesn't trust him. And Heyman's telling lies. The bloodline is crumbling, just like Sami Zayn had documented. He told him everything is crumbling around him. After they lost the tag team titles, he said, Jimmy isn't there. Roman's mad at him. Heyman's selling lies. Solo looks like he's on the verge of dropping the hammer on him any minute. He says he'll beat him over and over and over again until it sinks in that it doesn't have to be this way. Jay seemed receptive to the message, conflicted. They heard a noise in the background. We've seen, you know, something happening in the background. We got these noises, still pipes falling down, commotion in the background. Sammy ran over and there was a heavy crate that's been dropped on Owens's leg. So Sammy lifted it, checked on Owens, who was writhing in pain. Adam Pierce was chasing both Heyman and Solo off. Sammy called for a trainer, looked up at Jay, and Jay did nothing. So we go to the match. Jay Uso versus Sammy Zayn in the main event. This was 10 minutes, and Jay Uso pins Sammy Zayn, one half of the tag team champions on SmackDown in the main event. So I'll pick it up after the commercial break because they started the match, started for about a couple of minutes, then we got a commercial break, and then they're back for the duration of the show. So Zayn and Jay were fighting on the top turnbuckle. Zayn took over with a big superplex. Jay and Zayn traded shots, middle of the ring, going blow for blow. Zayn leapt off the top rope. Uso took him out with a super kick, goes for a cover, gets a two count. Uso got in Zayn's face, talking shit to him. Zayn took advantage, hit an exploder in the corner. Uso avoided the Haluva kick with a roll-up for a near fall. Zayn fought back with the Blue Thunder Bomb. One of my favorite spots in all of pro wrestling is Sami Zayn's Blue Thunder Bomb. Zayn slowly climbed to the top rope. Uso cut him off. Uso distracted the referee, allowing Sokoa to hit the Samoan spike. Jay then hit a drop kick for the win. And that was it. That was it. Jay Uso pins one half of the tag team champions. I know. I know, I know it's easy to say, oh, Vince is back. That may be one of the changes that he made. Champions winning and then coming back to lose in his first match. Well, they did win on Monday, but I'm okay with this. I'm not going to really rag on them too much for this because it all it's all part of a bigger story. And I feel like this will be irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. So Sami Zayn lost because of Solo Sokoa's interference. After the match, Sokoa helped up Uso. Sokoa turned his attention to Sammy and beat him down. He went for the Samoan spike again, but Jay stopped him. This is interesting. The fans broke into a big Jay chant. Uso took out Zane with a super kick. Then it was a two-on-one attack. He then told Solo to get the chair. So Solo goes to get a steel chair on the outside. Matt Riddle, he runs down. No scooter. He runs down. Big pop. Riddle ran down for the save. 
clearing the ring. Riddle and Zayn watch Takoa and Uso back up the aisleway as SmackDown went off the air. So Matt Riddle, he's got a storyline because he was put out of commission by Solo. He fits into this. I'm okay with it. It's not anything I'm going to complain about. We we need a, uh, a, a close to this Matt Riddle problem with the bloodline. So that's him. And we're, we, we get the Backlash co-main event. Brock Lesnar will be battling Cody in the main event, I'm assuming. And then we'll get Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. And the attack on Kevin Owens will t- take him off TV for a couple of weeks. And we'll get those three teaming together against Jimmy, Jay, and Solo at Backlash. Because Roman's not going to be there. But the others will be. So they'll do that match without Roman. They will lose. Roman will be pissed. The continuation of whatever happens there will happen there. Cody versus Roman, uh, Cody versus uh, Brock, rather, in the main event. Rhea Ripley versus Zelina for the Women's Championship. Ray and Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. And then Triple H will probably add two more matches or so from Monday Night Raw, and then we'll be good to go. We'll be good to go. And there's your backlash show in Puerto Rico. First show in 19 years. Shaping up to be good. SmackDown was decent tonight. And I'm okay with what we got going on here with Matt Riddle. Like I mentioned before, man, just give it time. I know a lot of people want the Cody to win the world title. And a lot of people are worried about Cody. I'm worried about Cody. I'm worried about Vince's involvement and how much he's going to do with this Brock Lesnar-Cody thing. But the whole thing right now is about Jay. Cody and Roman's going to happen. Right now, it's on the back burner. He's got to get through Brock first. He's got to climb that Brock mountain and the Vince mountain. But Jay's going to be the reason why Roman loses the titles. And you start to see the tease of a, of a possible babyface turn for Jay Uso. It's going to be great. I thought SmackDown was very good. Crowd was energetic. I thought they forwarded some of what they got going on here into Backlash. We got the announcement of the draft. Some good stuff. My fears are not eased because Vince, I know, will be back on Monday. I'd be shocked if he's not, but I'm not. I'm not feeling good about Vince's involvement. I'm not. The only reason why he wasn't there was because he was at a fucking rock concert tonight in New Jersey. Living it up. Hotel California, Vince McMahon. He'll be right back there on Monday. WWE draft, I'm not sold on it. Are they going to keep to the rules? How much involvement is Triple H going to have? Is Vince going to just take everything Triple H wants and just undo it? Change it? I mean, we're in for a fucking nightmare. The the unpredictability is unreal in a a bad way in WWE right now. It's It's not a good look. It's not a good feel. Then you got people telling me, oh, just enjoy the show. Enjoy what? When I know this man is back. How do I enjoy the show with this man back? You're asking me to do something that's virtually impossible. Enjoy the show, knowing what I know, and knowing who's there, and him being there, you want me to enjoy the show? Doesn't work that way, bro. If Vince was in the grave, and Triple H was running the show 100%, then we have nothing to worry about. But that's the only way he's going to be gone. No matter what. They'll be still, at 90 years old, they'll be rolling this guy into the fucking arena in a wheelchair and he'll still be running creative. Not feeling good about what is to come. It's a big question mark. Also, WWE announced the return of Shinsuke Nakamura next week. So Triple H has held off Nakamura for a little bit on TV. 
to hopefully come back and maybe be that big presence he was in NXT. And if there's anybody that's going to do it right, it's going to be Triple H. So we'll see Nakamura next week. And that is the big thing going into next week's show. For now, obviously into next week's SmackDown. Guys, we are all but done with the review portion of the show. I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with me tonight. Please follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That is Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Please make sure, sure you guys hit that thumbs up as well. We have 1,120 likes, guys. Can we get 80 more likes for the 1,200 goal? Hit that thumbs up. Let me know what you guys think of tonight's show in the comments section. You guys are going crazy in the live stream chat. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships always open. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off. Manscaped is here with a deal you can't pass over this Easter season. They've got the tools to give you the beautifully decorated eggs that you desire. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean it's okay to hide those bad boys behind all that tall grass. So make sure your downstairs lawn is mowed. Get yourself feeling great. Sweetest candy by going to manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping with the code SCRIPT20. They got the Performance Package 4.0. That is going to look like a great addition to your Easter basket. Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Performance Boxer Briefs. Travel Bag to hold all your goodies. You guys know about the Lawnmower. Their number one product Proprietary advanced skin safe technology designed to trim loose hair or, or hair on loose skin. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof LED light, and you guys are going to have a blast with that. The Weed Whacker 2.0 is brand new nose and ear hair trimmer, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and all those delicate nose and ear holes. And then you guys know about the ball deodorant, the crop preserver, and the crop reviver. April is actually Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. And Manscaped is partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So you guys know what to do, man. 20% off, free shipping, code script 20 at checkout, manscaped.com. Hop into the best deal of the year with Manscaped. Super Chats, man. Raven with a $20 Super Chat. Yo, JD, I want you to roast me. I made a huge mistake. I watched... Busted open. I'm sorry about that, brother. 
Dave LaGreca said Raw was great. And Bully, that show said, he, he said it was good to great. I apologize. I will never watch them again. Please forgive me, my tribal chief. I don't believe Dave LaGreca said that Raw was great, bro. Was Dave LaGreca on drugs? Did he take something before he went live on Sirius? He can't be serious. I don't know why anybody listens to them for their... I, I, I don't know why anybody listens to shit like that. I mean, they hired Denise. How credible can they be? It's unbelievable. I want to read this one, man. I want to read this one. This guy, this guy donated. Look at how fucking stupid. And the reason why there's no music playing is because I'll probably make this a YouTube short, which I, I let me let me get the, the recorder going right now. L- listen to this, man. This guy donated five dollars in Super Chat to say this to me. What an idiot. What an idiot. Stop wasting your hard-earned money by giving it to JD. He owns a Mustang and makes more than you do by virtually doing nothing. Give it to some poor. Virtually doing nothing. I mean, look at the fucking designs that I had my team go out there and make virtually doing nothing. I'm always upgrading the podcast. I got the best looking and the best sounding podcast in the entire YouTube wrestling community. I don't do work. I got a fucking iPad here that I take notes on every single fucking night. What are you talking about? Watching WWE is work. Content creation is hard work. Coming on here while my sleep schedule is fucked up is hard work. I did how many fucking streams over WrestleMania weekend and you tell me that I do virtually nothing? Un-fucking-believable. Give it to somebody else because I have a Mustang and I virtually do nothing. Meanwhile, he said, stop wasting your hard-earned money and he gave me $5. Bro, I'm taking my fucking ass to Starbucks and I'm I'm ordering myself a grande chocolate cream cold brew with your $5. Fahim Hater. He must be a fan of Busted Open Radio. He must be one of Sap's soy boys. Guarantee you this guy's throwing $5, $10 at other podcasters, but me, I don't do anything. I virtually do nothing, he says. Thank you for showing everybody how fucking retarded you are, Fahim. Get out. Unbelievable. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Will be confirmed. Solos, Usos, KO Sammy Riddle. And why are they still teasing Jay patching things up with Sammy and leaving the bloodline? Because he's going to come to the realization that he needs to do what he needs to do. And Roman is the problem. And he's going to ruin Roman and the title reign. Grimsley with the $2 Super Chat. You have members lying about you in the chat. I have members lying about me in the chat. Lying about what? Uh, Hooligrim. 
Otis, uh, who are these members that are lying about me in the chat, bro? I want to know who's lying about me in the chat. What is being said about me? Now, Grimsley, Grimsley's been here, bro. Grimsley's been here, man. I, I don't know who I don't I don't know who's he talking about. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna move on, man. Uh Grimsley. With a $5 Super Jet. So they are saving Braun, Chance, Carter for the draft. That's why Raw sucks so bad. They're saving what little call-ups they have. Probably. Probably. Uh, TK with a one-month membership. Thank you, brother. Uh, with Riddle added, now it sets up a Randy return. I like this next chapter. Glad Roman retains. Early to say, but Dom is my current heel of the year. Um, Randy is nowhere near close to returning per reports. The, uh, the Abyss 86 with a $20 Super Chat. First time Super Chat. By The Abyss. Thank you. Black Wolf Inc. with a $10 Super Chat. I know Vince has made things bleaker in WWE, but I'm confident that Triple H will overcome him. Remember that Vince was never truly behind Triple H at any point, and he has pulled off miracles before. I don't trust anybody, bro. I don't even trust Triple H at this point. Grimsley with a two-dollar Super Jet. Styles will definitely be drafted to SmackDown. I'd love to see Styles versus Gunther for the IC title. Let's get it. Maybe a SummerSlam match if he holds the title till then. Mel's Matt Chat with 24 months. Golden microphone. First and foremost, I got my golden microphone. Yay. I want to send out a little message telling... Him, I love him. Edgar Alvarez. And keep killing it, JD. Thank you, Mel. Robert Hurt with 25 months. You are the absolute best in the IWC. Always set above the rest. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you, brother. Blurred the Nerd with the $5 Super Chat. Let's be fair to Dom. I would be angry at my family, too. His mom cheats with Eddie Guerrero... And his stepdad is a deadbeat. I would be a villain too. Listen, man, Dominic's going to have his supporters. What can I tell you? Basic with a four ninety nine. I'm sure Vince left SmackDown alone due to the reception Raw had. Yeah, and it was a coincidence that the fucking Eagles were playing at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. You know for a fact that Vince got wind of what was going on. And he doesn't care. He's like, hey, we'll, we'll, give it, we'll give it the week. I'll come back next week. 
Just a tell with a $10 Super Chat. JD, two things. The Brawling Brutes versus Imperium was a banger match. And your top three Eagles songs, if you like the Eagles. I do not listen to the Eagles, brother. Not a fan of their music. Heisenberg with a 279. Did you get, inspi get, did you get inspired by Dr. Disrespect? If so, prayer emoji. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You know, a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys don't understand that it was a few years ago that I was really on the verge of sinking into a very formulaic YouTube career. I needed to break out and do something. Feifel's production is fucking garbage. Everybody else's production is garbage. Cronin's production has been fucking dog shit. I mean, who else? No IQ, dog shit. I applaud Don Tony for taking the chance and going live and doing the whole live stream thing when he was, you know, I think just audio only. Solid Monster is up his game. I needed to make a statement, man. I needed to break out. A lot of people don't understand that some of the people that work with Deviate Designs who did my, my shit, they reached out to me. They were in my Discord server. I don't know if they were, you know, taking note of what I was doing and watching me on Twitch when I was on Twitch or doing what I was doing on YouTube. They reached out to me. Nick, who's the, the, the boss, he's the boss man over at Deviate, he reached out to me wanting to do shit for me. I, ne I never seeked this type of shit. I brought him ideas and concepts. I'm like, I love Doc. I love what he does. Can I do that with my shit in the pro wrestling room? He's like, sure. We have people on my team right now that used to work for Doc and do all his shit. Perfect. It was like a match made in heaven. So, yes, I take big influence from Doc. Because if he could do it over there in the video game realm, why can't I do it over here? Everything you see, everything that you see here is a part of who I am. This type of place, my mother's basement, is the type of place that I normally go to to drink. I don't go to some rinky-dink fucking cheap dive bar. I'll go to a dive bar every now and then, but my tastes have matured over time. Honestly. My tastes have matured over time. I, I love going to a beautiful cocktail bar, man. I love watching the drinks ma being made. I love having some fucking weirdo with a handlebar mustache make my old-fashioned for me. These underground speakeasies, I love it. This is me. This is what I do. I love going out to listen to fucking classical music, some big jazz band or some nice cool jazz and just sit down and have a nice bowl of fucking peanuts and drink my fucking whiskey. Seriously, the Mustang, mine, the, the bar, the, the, the original venue, a dive bar. It's me. I love my craft beer. I love my drinks. The beer garden, places I type, those are the types of places I visit in the summertime. Everything you see is me. Why can't I give you guys an extension of me through their work? And it's a wrestling themed bar, man. We took it and it's a wrestling themed bar. I love it. 
It's great. Uh, Heisenberg, thank you for your 279, brother. Glorious ones with a 499. Bro, SmackDown versus Raw, but in war games. Crazy. We can get super team versus super team. No. I I, I don't like Raw versus SmackDown. I hate it. Doughboy Games with a new membership. Thank you, Doughboy Games. Cam G. Cam G. With a $100 super chat. Vince is back, JD. Say it ain't so. You've been saying it for weeks and months. I didn't want to believe it, but I appreciate you for bringing the hard-hitting truth. Keep providing the IWC wrong, or keep proving the IWC wrong. So much love. OTS for life. Thank you, Cam G, my brother, with a $100 super chat. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you very much. And with a $4.99, they supposedly had a month to plan Brock and Cody, and the best reason they could come up with is Brock being upset that he opened Mania with Omas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fightful wanted to report that it was made four weeks ago. With that explanation, it sounded like it, it was booked and planned at 7.58 before they went on the air. Not today, Jay, with the seven months. Seven months, JD, in the venue, and I appreciate everyone for welcoming me with open arms. Also, fuck Vince McMahon. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Seven months. On your way to 12, Andrew Finch with three months. Hopefully Vince will try to harass Amanda Nunes and she could eradicate him. I don't think Vince is attracted to women like Amanda Nunes, bro. Fahim Hader, go fuck yourself, bro. Thank you for the five. Eugene Morgan with a $10 super chat. Your ranting this week has become... Some of your greatest work ever, the raw anger. It's artwork, man. I'm telling you, you've been curing cancer. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Eugene. Kind of gave myself a strained voice, but all for the content. Jonathan Masters with a new membership. Matthew Montez with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Jonathan. Doughboy Games with a 199 says, not going to lie, found out about this on TikTok. Love the work. See? Doughboy Games, I appreciate you, brother. Comment of the night. Cheers to you, brother. Thank you, man. Everybody welcome Doughboy Games to the OTS venue, man. Coaster Cloudy with a $20 Super Chat. Hey, JD, how was SmackDown tonight? Not bad. Typical par for the course Triple H SmackDown. I was working all night. All I watched is the highlights and our Matt Riddle return tonight. OTS for life. Also, what the fuck are you drinking? I'm drinking an iced coffee. Love me some iced coffee, Coaster. Happy you showed up in the venue even though you're working tonight, brother. Thank you. Grimsley with a $2 super chat. Did you see Sean Ross Sapp DDT that woman? Who? I got a funny story about Sapp, man. Sapp is uh Sapp is a fucking comedian. Apparently he's unhappy. he's I I mean I can't I can't figure out why. Apparently he's unhappy with me to a point where 
he clicked the delete follower option on me. I'm not following him no more. So WrestleMania week and I went to go follow him again. He unfollow. He hit the unfollow button again. He won't block me, but he'll remove my follow from his account. It's a funny guy. It's a funny guy. Fuck him. A Watson, $6 super chat. Can we get... <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. Thank you, a Watson. Raisin Brand with a nine ninety nine super chat. Appreciate you, brother. Guth will hold the IC title until September in order to eclipse Honky Tonk Man's record. Do you think he holds it till then? Is that when the title's broken? Is that when the streak is broken? It's a long time, man. Uh, if so, yes. If so, yes. I, I don't know what I did. Apparently he's, apparently he's angry with my takes. He indiscreetly and uh, under his breath, well, not really under his breath, but indirectly said something about me on his uh, last uh, List and Your Boy podcast. Sorry, Sap. I think you may be the only schmuck that didn't know Vince was back. And creative. He never left, dummy. He never left, jackass. Very bizarre. This is really, really bizarre. If it's... If, if it's... He thinks he's like the all-seeing eye of the IWC. Oh, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Vince was back until we reported it. What? Like, who do you take us for? Ryan Satin? I mean, if this is the level of fucking content that they're producing over there, man, I don't know how the fuck anybody's watching them. I can't tell what a Triple H show is compared to a Vince McMahon show. Remember, I was the only fucking dummy reviewing NXT when they were on the WWE Network at one hour. Then everybody wants to jump on board because they moved to the USA Network live at two hours. Bandwagoners. Bandwagon fans. I don't know Triple H. I dissected Triple H for the last fucking 10 years running black and gold. You're fucking kidding me. Vince has been back. Vince is creative. All because Sports Illustrated and the Wall Street Journal and ESPN and Fightful want to say, ah, Vince is not back. Fuck out of here. Maybe he should give up covering fucking pro wrestling and go, uh, and go cover his shitty Cincinnati Reds. Ridiculous. Don't claim that I'm wrong. How can I be wrong when I have fucking 2020 vision, man? Open your eyes, watch the show. Uh, Razor Brand, thank you, brother. Philip Newton with a 199. I heard Vince took away Shotzi's tank again. Oh, yeah? There you go. 
One of those subtle changes to the show, man. She didn't come out with the title. I didn't even notice, man. I had my fucking phone the whole night during that match. Gavin Deeth with a $5 Super Chat. Since we already know Brock and Cody can't coexist so far for the next two or so weeks, they got nothing until Backlash. Man, what a riveting story, man. What a riveting, what a riveting tale of uh, Cody climbing the mountain. There's no way Cody could show up uh, on Monday. No way. Grimsley with a $2 Super Chat. Jay Uso's first singles win since August of 2021. Flash AJ 401 with a 199. I wish they would go back to the old draft format. You know, the first move that needs to happen in the WWE draft, I'll wait till the song is over. Road Warrior Roderick with a $5 super chat. JD, Mondays still suck. Monday Night Raw still sucks. Any chance we could get Hate Mail Monday back? It was absolutely hilarious. No way, Road Warrior. People will be looking to cancel me. No question, man. I want nothing to do with cancel culture. Oh, she did come out in the tank? Oh, I must have. I'm sorry, Cam G. I had my head down, bro. Natalia was on my TV. Why would I be watching the match? Koshnik with a new membership. Thank you, Koshik. Koshik with a new membership. Thank you, brother. You know, the WWE draft's coming up in a few weeks. With the WWE draft coming up in a few weeks, man, I have what should be, realistically, the number one draft pick for either Raw or SmackDown. Vince McMahon to the unemployment line. That's what realistically should be the number one draft. But the number one draft pick this year, Vince is going to draft himself. Vince has drafted himself in the draft. Creative on Raw and on SmackDown. There's not going to be one draft pick that's greater than Vince McMahon this year. He's already told you so himself. It's already in the bag. The number one draft pick goes to Vince McMahon and Triple H, and the chief content officer is finished. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Um, Salvatore with the $2 Super Chat. Maybe Backlash, Balor vs. Escobar. That could be good. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Balor's, Balor's pretty banged up, man. I think he's got a calf injury, and he's got those staples in his head from the Hell in a Cell match. Max Mello with a 499. Hey, didn't get to come on here right away. I heard Vince wanted Cody to win. Triple H wanted Roman to win. Did you hear anything about this yet? No. You're never going to hear anything about that, bro. You're never going to hear anything about that. I think it's the other way around. I think Vince wanted Roman to win and Triple H wanted Cody to win. That's what I think is the case. Did I hear it? No. I don't know who's reporting that, but they don't have any 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 news on that at all. I don't know why that's being reported. And Mark with a 199. Oh, we got some. We got more super chats here, man. I'm fucking in the car over here. 
Everything goes down the drain when Vince shows up. Tutti Frutti with a 199. Thoughts and opinions on Shinsuke returning. I can't wait. Shinsuke is great. Dejan Salgato with a 499. First time super chat. Thank you, man. Hiru with the $2 super chat. Will you be watching the Mercedes match this morning? No. The Bastard, 97 with a 199. JD, 10 beats by Sheamus or a chop by Gunther. 10 beats by Sheamus. Arcane A with a 499. First time super chat. JD, do you think Roman Reigns will drop the title at SummerSlam? Yes. With Vince in charge, I feel like he may last past this year as undisputed champion. Too long. This year, he loses the title. Brandon Irwin with a 499. Reigns, Lesnar 3, Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam. Match 1, low blow. Match 2, 4-1. Usos versus Lesnar and John Deere. No cheating. Locked in cell. Dejan Salgato with a 499. Could I get unblocked on Twitter, please? I said you complained too much, but that was before I understood you. I'm sorry. Jose Perez with a 199. I own a 2000 Fire Engine Red Mustang. Good for you, JD. Thank you, Jose. Doughboy Games. Thank you again, brother. Armando with a one month. Best podcast in the business, hands down. Keep on blasting Vince. JD Tilly is gone. Screw Vince. OTS for life. I didn't know I had all these super chats remaining, man. I played the intro, the uh, the outro theme. Now I got to fucking start the song all over again. We'll just play something else. We'll, we'll, we'll exit with something else tonight. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. JD, I did not know Alter Bridge was a hard rock band. They don't sound like a hard rock band. They sound like a pop rock, pop rock band. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Pop rock. Bro, go listen to songs like Cry of Achilles. Go listen to songs like Fortress and The Last Hero, Isolation, This Is War, Blackbird, Pop Rock. The fuck are you listening to, Joseph? Holy shit, man. That's a benchable offense. That is a benchable fucking offense. Arcane A with a 199. Roman Reigns may be champion past SummerSlam, JD. Uh, no. Uh, I'm predicting SummerSlam, that's it. Dejan, thank you for the new membership, brother. Skew 11999. I'm not gonna lie, when Jay asked where Jimmy was, that look Solo gave him scared me. Almost like Solo took care of Jimmy for Roman. I don't know if you feel the same. Uh, I didn't get that, bro, but you, you could, you could be right. You could be right. The Bastard with a 199. Will you stream on Kick again? Bear Traps versus JD. Yeah, I may do that tomorrow, man. I'm not sure yet. Vincent Tarantini with 11 months. JD's on fire. Vince needs to be fired. Chris McCorkle with a five. Can't believe I gave my hopes up. Triple H brought my love for WWE back. Then Vince came back to shit on it. Thank you, Chris, with the first time super chat. Dan Maluchnik. $2 super chat. Vince's booking is worse than my Detroit Tigers. I won't go that far, brother. Brandon Irwin, new membership. Thank you, man. Ty Sloan 
199, 199, and 199. Are you a fan of the RE2 and 3 remakes? RE2, yes. 3, no. Who do you like better? Leon or Chris? Uh, Leon. And do you want a Resident Evil 5 remake? No. I hated Resident Evil 5 with a passion. Max Mello with a 199. Oh, I see. Well, SmackDown was definitely better. Yes. RJ. Better faction, Bloodline or Shield? Bloodline. And D-Man, 199, best podcast, OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Guys, follow me on social media. You guys know the deal. Hit that subscribe button. I'm going to get some rest. Thank you for a great stream tonight. I'll see you on Saturday night, hopefully, with some more podcasts right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.